Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 19th of June, the 170th day of 2023, with 195 days ahead of us on our way to 2024. As of two years ago, when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act, the 19th of June has been an official U.S. federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans during and after the American Civil War. In fact, many African Americans have long celebrated Juneteenth instead of July 4th as their day of independence. The etymology of Juneteenth is related to Freedom's Eve, or the eve of January 1st, 1863, when the first watch night services took place. On that night, enslaved and free, American, free African Americans gathered on churches and private homes across the country, awaiting news that the Emancipation Proclamation had taken effect. Although at the stroke of midnight, all enslaved people in Confederate states were declared legally free via Union soldiers marching onto plantations and across cities in the South and reading small copies of the Emancipation Proclamation, not everyone in Confederate territory would immediately be free, to the extent that in Texas, enslaved people would not be free until June 19, 1865, when 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay and announced that the 250,000 enslaved black people in the state were thereafter free by executive decree, hence Juneteenth. Today on this cusp between spring and summer, we here in Down East Maine celebrate the abundant relation between water and a green and multicolored flowering landscape. To steal a few words from the poetry of Garrett Hongo, a summer shower, then steady rain, while I dreamt an image, an idea that gave a moment's comfort when it came. And from Martha Golensky's Ode to My Backyard Garden, O mighty, O valiant flowered phalanxes, patrolling the patio perimeter, snowy petaled shasta daisies with bright lemon centers, the next line of defense gently wave in formation, outermost are these sturdy sentinels, daylilies hued in saffron and amber. Oh, carry on, carry on, my intrepid army of blossoms. Today our bees and hummingbirds continue among the lupin and the buttercups, the comfrey and the beauty bush, and the return now of the nascent purple asters. One of the major conundrums at the moment is when and how to deploy the new critter cage my consultant from Gansevoort, New York, recommended. Knowing that relocating Woody Woodchuck to new digs will be stressful on all of us, we will temporarily spend some time planning before mobilizing. Heavenward in the western sky tonight for a few hours after sunset, our waxing crescent moon will look like a big smile floating under the twin stars of Castor and Pollux in the constellation Gemini. And then around the same time the following evening, our increasingly crescent moon will be keeping company with the planets Venus and Mars, somewhat higher in the horizon. Then on Wednesday for the summer solstice, again in the western sky around twilight,
satellite, our burgeoning crescent moon and the planets Venus and Mars will be joined by the bright star Regulus from the constellation Leo the Lion. Below will be Castor and Pollux, quite low on the horizon. Today, in 1205, Pope Innocent III fired Adolf I as Archbishop of Cologne. Today, in 1306, the Earl of Pembroke's army defeated Robert the Bruce's Scottish army at the Battle of Methven. Today, in 1464, French King Louis XI formed his country's postal service. Today, in 1610, Samuel de Champlain and his French army defeated the Mohawks at the Battle of Sorel in New France, Quebec. Today, in 1937, Francisco Franco's troops temporarily subdued the Basques in Bilbao. Today in 1910 in Spokane, Washington, a celebration specifically named Father's Day was first observed, though the celebration of fatherhood via the feast day of St. Joseph has been part of Catholic tradition since the early 16th century. Today in 1964, the Civil Rights Act passed 73 to 27. Today in 1987, Gay Kellaway, astride Sprouston's boy, became the first female jockey to ride a winner at England's Royal Ascot Race Course. And today in 1954 in Springfield, Missouri, Kathleen Turner was born. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us that because of Kathleen's father's foreign service career, she grew up in Canada, Cuba, Washington, D.C., Venezuela, and London. When queried about this rambling childhood, Kathleen would remark, Unstable? No. My mother would kill me if I ever said that. I loved it. Travel had the advantage of providing fresh starts. As Kathleen says, the parts of myself I hated in Caracas, I didn't have to be in London. Our parents told us we could become whatever we wanted because we were smart, well-educated, and willing to work. In college, Kathleen Turner studied acting and earned an MFA, but her first agent doubted her potential, uneasy about her low voice. Though Turner recalls, I told him my voice was exactly why I'd be hired, because it was different. After starting in television, after starring in television soap operas, Turner became a superstar in the 1981 film Body Heat, her sultry voice perfect for the role of the murderous wife. Today is also the birthday in 1623 of French mathematician, physicist, and Christian philosopher Blaise Pascal. In 1896 of the American divorcee, for whom British King Edward VIII would abdicate his throne, Wallace Simpson. In 1897 of American comedian and member of the Three Stooges, Mo Howard. In 1902 of Canadian-American orchestra leader Guy Lombardo. In 1903 of American first baseman, the Iron Horse, Lou Gehrig. In 1921, of French actor Louis Jardin. In 1930, of American actress Gina Rollins. In 1942, of American rocker Elaine Spanky McFarlane. In 1945, of Nobel Peace Prize winner and Burmese politician Aung San Suu Kyi. In 1947, of British Indian novelist Salman Rushdie. In 1950, of American musician Anne Wilson. In 1962, of American singer-songwriter-choreographer Paula Abdul. In 1964, of British politician Boris Johnson. And in 1967, of American actress Mia Sarah.
From our own domain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to Juneteenth, to the first official week of summer, and to the 25th week of 2023.